This week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I just want us to be. I want to read with you. Hello and welcome to Buff the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris. I'm Stacey Kulo. And we're both comedians. And a couple. And I recently finished watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of Brian's favorite shows. And I recently finished watching Gilmore Girls, one of Stacey's favorite shows. We watched both shows together, all seven seasons, comparing them as we went. And now we're watching Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life, as well as reading the Buffy comics. And this week we are discussing part four of season eight of the Buffy comics. Issues 31 through 40, as well as a Riley standalone issue. This is all of the remaining issues for season eight. So this is the entire season. We are at the end. Yeah, it's over. Just spoilers. I think we're going to do another Gilmore Girls episode, kind of recapping all of it next week. Just because we feel like there's a lot about A Year in the Life that we didn't really get to address in context of like the whole show. I don't know. We just kind of want to ponder on some like Gilmore themes and maybe just like put a bow on all that a bit more since it was getting long. I don't know that we'll do that for this. Do you have a desire to do that? Uh, no. <laughs> I think I think we'll be able to like put a bow on it by the end of this one. Yeah, it gets weird. It gets There's really a weird. lot happening yeah. at the end, including a letter from Joss being like, hey, guys, I know this was a lot. I hear you. We're going to tone it down a little for the next season of comics. So um, I, I think we will continue to read the comics, and as we do, we'll bring you that content. But I don't know that we're going to like keep doing it at the rate we've been doing it. Right. I think we will read the rest of the comics, but it's going to be much more condensed as we continue the podcast. Yeah. I think like once we read season nine at our leisure, we'll like put out a season nine recap or something like that. Yeah, as opposed to just sections. Yeah. But we want to keep reading them, especially if they tone down a little. I'm excited to dive into the weirdness of these with you Mm -hmm. we forgot to tell you this happened like a month ago but we watched a movie featuring adam bush the man who plays warren in buffy it was called dave made a maze yeah it's actually a few years old it's from like 2017 but i don't know somehow it popped up on our radar it's definitely our type of movie it's it's surreal it's interesting it's metaphorical it's it's i would recommend it Yeah, it's definitely a little weird. So if you're like, I like a normal straight up movie that explains everything that's happening. I don't know that this will be your thing, but it's it's kind of beautiful. Like, I I think I like the symbolism of it and the production design of it is very cool. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of cardboard art. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it for the most part. Check it out. I think it was on Amazon. We've been going to a lot of movies. We have like a a movie pass and we didn't go to any for a couple months while we were traveling. So now we're trying to go to a bunch because this is also when all the good movies come out this time of year. Last night we saw Poor Things, which I really liked a lot. We had to kick this old woman out of our seat. I felt horrible. Oh, that was so funny and sad. So we get to our seat. As you know, the way movies work now is you choose your own seat before you go. And this theater was pretty much sold out. Mm -hmm. And there was a woman in our seats and we were like, oh, hey, this is our seat. And she's like, oh, oh, uh, I just don't like my seat. I can't see. It's too close. So I needed to move. She was one row up from us. But yeah, she then was like moves over. It it takes a little bit of convincing to get her to move, which is like, no, this is our seat. 
Then she moves over one seat and I tell her like, hey, I, I just happen to know that those are all sold because we bought this online and we saw they're sold. I'm just letting you know that those are sold too. Someone's going to come for those seats. She's kind of just like waves me off like I'm wrong and like laughs at what I said. I'm like, okay. Or like she'll just deal with that when it happens. Sure enough, people come. They're like, yeah, these are our seats. And she's all like rolling her eyes like, this is, I guess I got to move. It's like, lady, yeah, we told you. It was stressing us out so much, too, because we're like, they're going to come late and they're going to have to like have this interaction after the movie starts and it's going to distract us. It's going to be in the dark and then you're going to have to like get out of here in the dark and try to find another seat. And it's just like, I, I already know how this is going to go, lady. I've tried to help you. I think she like told the movie people she didn't want to sit in that seat and they were like, yeah, if something's empty, you can move somewhere else. So she picked one that was empty. But I mean, we weren't like even that late. We got there like one trailer in. Yeah, and in New York, like, people do not show up on time for movies because they know there's, like, a 15-minute buffer of trailers. Mm -hmm. People come in during the trailers all the time. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same elsewhere, but, like, especially once you start picking seats, there's, like, no incentive to, like, get there early. It's just like, yeah, yeah. get there, go to your seat. I just don't know who these people are that are like, yeah, I'll just sit. Because this has happened before. Where people are like, I'll just sit wherever. It's like, but it's going to be a problem. <laughs> especially if it's, like, seats in the middle of the theater. Yeah. I mean, we were, like, in a pretty good spot. What's funny, though, is the people that did come and eventually tell her to move. Oh, man. I don't know if, like, they ended up moving down one because someone wasn't there or if, like, one from their group didn't come. But the seat next to me was open the whole movie. Yeah, they kicked her out of the seat and then it was open the whole movie. I almost wanted to be like, lady, you could come back, but I don't want to reward your behavior. Yeah. What else did we see? Dream scenario. That was fun. Yeah. And Godzilla. Godzilla. Which yeah. I also liked. Yeah. All good. See him. I am currently reading a book Stacy recommended to me, which is uh, Project Hail Mary, which is a pretty good book. I'm enjoying yeah. that. I don't read very much, but I enjoy that book quite a bit. Well, you're mm -hmm. finally reading Mistborn, which I've been pushing for forever. Mm -hmm. We are doing a little book swap. That's about it for us. No neighbor updates. I'm sorry. I wish there were. You know what, though? The man who makes the jingles, I think he was doing it earlier today. It's been a long time. He always does it on podcast day, which I guess tends to be the same day, relatively. Yeah, Sunday. But I had, like, my canceling earbuds in, and I had something playing. I'm like, I think I still hear that through all this. And I took them out, and yeah, just like this faint, repetitious little noise. I hate it. We have a couple five-star reviews Ooh. from Instagram. Thank you so much to Nataberg. Thank you. And from Spotify, thank you to May K. Thank you. If we've ever missed your five-star review in, like, an Instagram message or comment, I apologize. Sometimes those are hard to keep track of because they're not all in one place, and I don't necessarily, right. like, write them all down as they come in. I'm sorry if I've ever missed one of those. We tend to, to focus on the Apple Podcast ones because those are all contained. But we appreciate all the kind words we get from you via email, undirect message. Please never stop. I try to respond as often as I can. Yeah. So, I think it's time to get into these comics. Let's figure out how Season 8 ends. It's been a wild ride up until this point. So, just recap. There's an army of Slayers that Buffy is heading because of the way Season 7 ended. However, there appears to be a some backlash. Uh, humankind, at least the military, thinks the Slayers are a threat. So, some part of the military, at least, has decided they want to kill the Slayers or at least neutralize them. Also, vampires have become popular due to Harmony going on a reality TV show. People now like vampires and want to get bit by vampires. And there was sort of this like uneasy truce where vampires would feed off humans but not kill them so that they could survive like publicly. 
So the world then starts to all turn on the Slayers because they're like pro-vampire now. And Buffy is also being hunted by a mysterious figure called Twilight, who's super powerful and has teamed up with Amy and a skinless Warren, who Amy is keeping alive by like using a spell as like skin on him. And the three of them with the U.S. military have been hunting Buffy down. Where we last left them, Buffy had run away from their compound where they had all been staying and are now staying with Oz and his wife and baby. And they gave up their powers in some effort to be like undetectable. But then the army and Twilight attack and they don't have powers. So it's not going very well. And somehow they awaken three ancient gods, goddesses. I think they're all women. I don't remember. The three Mm -hmm. ancient goddesses who show up and just start killing everybody indiscriminately. And then suddenly Buffy wakes up in this like moment of crisis with the ability to fly. And that's where we left off in the last episode. Yeah. So just to summarize what this chunk is about, Buffy is exploring what her powers mean. We learn the identity of Twilight and why that's all happening. For the most part, we are told something. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of resolve this whole Twilight thing in like a big epic way. And there's another fun friend from the past that joins up with the team. A couple of them. There's a couple. There's a couple familiar faces that are going to pop up along the way. That's about all I'll say that's not too spoilery, but we're going to spoil it all anyway. But we'll reveal it as we go. Okay, Stacey, so that is the summary. Let's get into it. What's going on? Well, we're going to start with 8.31. Turbulence is the title. I think Turbulence and the Riley one are the only, like, standalones. The rest are, like, four-part sagas, four or five-part sagas. So, as we said, Buffy can fly now, though she's not sure how she feels about it, but she's just flying around and stuff. Willow's like, hey, Oz, sorry, we kind of messed up your serene home by, like, starting a war on it, and now it's littered with dead bodies. We'll uh, clean it up and be on our way. P.S. It was pretty dumb of us to give up our magic. Any tips on how to get it back? She has this line I kind of like. Oz basically tells her not to worry about it, like his home's going to be okay, and she says, you always know what to say when you bother to talk. (laughs) Yeah. That's nice. We don't see any more Oz. And as they're talking, Willow suddenly experiences an aftershock or fallout from a cataclysmic mystical event that hasn't happened yet, as she calls it. You know, just regular Willow stuff. Xander and Dawn check in. Sounds like some of the other witches experienced something similar. But the Slayers are all still regular. Willow's like, have the witches figure out what this temporal event is. I'm going to figure out how to get rid of the goddesses, because those big goddesses are still around. Maybe if we get rid of them, everyone will be back to full power. Buffy is like kind of flirting with this still wounded Riley. Yes. Treating all the wounded, including Twilight's people. Meanwhile, Twilight is being a bad, bad boy. He takes Andrew, Faith, and Giles hostage. It seems like he maybe caused the temporal event to create confusion so that Buffy and company don't realize that these people are gone right away. Well, it's unclear to me, having read it, maybe I missed something, but it seems like Amy maybe did some sort of spell of confusion or something that makes them not think about the fact that they're missing their friends. Yeah, they explain in a different one that they're like in a slightly different time, like they're like three seconds ahead or something, but I don't know when we were supposed to realize that. Well, we find out that his headquarters is like Three seconds ahead in time, always. Twilight's like, wait till Buffy realizes what powerful elements of her makeup is missing. Her trust, Giles, her guilt, Faith. And then about Andrew, he says, 
your name will come back to me. That's so funny. <laughs> Even he can't remember Andrew's name. He forgets it again later, too. Or Andrew calls him out on not knowing it. And if you forget, this was a bit in Buffy where people were like, Who, who's Andrew again? All three of them are passed out, by the way. And they don't hear him say how the truth is going to manifest and Buffy will finally see if she's able to see it all. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. She's going to be hurt. <laughs> Her eyes are going to fall out. Will goes to fight the three goddesses by herself for some reason. They literally just keep kicking her to the ground. Back at the triage center, one of Twilight's dudes has woken up and is surprised Buffy isn't doing all kinds of bad magical things to him. Because that's what he was told. He's also having regret about not telling his crush that he loved her before he went off to war, I think. Then he like just sort of dies low-key, right? Uh, I don't remember. Does that what it looked like? She like closes his eyes and then Xander says, we're going to need that bed. And like, I, why would you close someone's eyes if they're not dying? Well, he was barely important. Xander and Buffy chat. This scene, can we? Just, then we have the most frustrating scene. <laughs> yeah. So Buffy's just pretty bummed in general because she caused all this. Xander's like, girl, don't worry about it. You're killing it. You're always killing it. He also tells Buffy he was always team Riley, which is true. Yeah, she's all like, since when are you Team Riley? But if you rewatch season five, he is Team Riley. Yeah, well, Buffy's all in the scene is like, oh, yeah, there was that one time you yelled at me about not loving Riley enough in an alley. <laughs> yeah. But you were too late that time, and it seems like I'm too late again because you're with Dawn. But, like, maybe I want to be with you. Buffy, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. kind of what Xander says. He's like, girl, you had your chance. Like, so many. Like, the whole regular show. And then you hooked up with a girl. You'd rather be gay than be with me. That was funny. He's like, you went gay first. I'm after gay. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this is just you wanting something that Dawn has. Yeah. And he, like, points out it's kind of shitty of her to do this. Yeah. Xander does admit it's, like, a little weird because he's known Dawn since she was a kid. But he says she's grown. And shrunk. <laughs> she, she grew up, but she also grew up. But she's not the same person anymore. But he he's like seems like he's really in love with Dawn. And he tells Bubby that and is like, get over it. Sorry. But it's so frustrating because I do feel like in the comics they have like t- sprinkled some teas out of whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> Say some teas? Not like tea, like the tea bags. No, they, they've sprinkled some like in... Sprinkles. They've sprinkled in some suggestions that, like, maybe something's happening between Buffy and Xander. One of which was, like, a dream Buffy was having. There was just, like, a couple other moments that seemed rather intimate between the two of them. But it seems very abrupt that she's like, I saw you kissing my sister. Actually, I want you. And especially where this is going to go very shortly in the show. She's a big old horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> but Buffy's sad, so he hugs her. And Dawn, of course, walks in on this. Remember that time that Buffy had a job at the school and fucked Don's student boyfriend on campus and that Don walked in on that? That was weird. Yeah, I like that episode. Don is there to let them know that Willow is having trouble with the goddesses, but Buffy's got an idea how to help. So they go to talk to Willow, who's like astral projecting her face, Wizard of Oz head style. Buffy tells her to stop fighting the goddesses and just dig a big hole for Buffy. She'll take care of the rest. This was a bit of a joke, I think, because... He does a speech from Superman, and then Willow shows up as a big head, and Uh, Marlon Brando shows up as a big head in Superman. That I did not know. I think that's what this is a reference to. Yeah, because he is referencing Superman a lot later, especially. Buffy is just Superman now. Mm. 
Buffy now shows off her flying ability, going up into the sky above the hole, which I guess lures the goddesses towards her, and then they fall into the hole. And Buffy, like, fights them as they're falling. I don't really get what I'm seeing here, but big giant goddess ladies fall for holes, I guess. She throws them back in the hole and they go back into hibernating, I guess. It seems a little dumb. I mean, it seems a lot of dumb. It seems like, okay, the storyline's done, guys. We just wanted to do these cool art design goddesses. The hole really disarmed them. Yeah. Then Willow seals the hole and says if the goddesses stay dormant, the Slayers should recover their powers, except Buffy. We don't know what her deal is now. She's got different powers. Buffy tells Willow that Xander and Don are in love, and Willow's like, aw, I thought they'd never figure that out. But Buffy definitely told it to her in a way where she didn't think Willow would like it. Right, right. But Willow does. So that's that's that. That's the first setup E one. So Buffy's just a superhero now, which I like. I'm excited to see where that goes, to see her do Superman stuff. Yeah, or what that means, why that's happening. All right, on to issue 8.32, Twilight Part 1. This is a four-part Twilight saga. Now that the war is just, like, over, Buffy and Xander are testing out her powers. Like, yes. literally to see if she could be faster than a speeding bullet. This is all pretty funny, because he keeps asking about her powers and what powers she might have. And at some point, he's like, oh, do you think you could phase like uh, Kitty Pride does. Oh, is that what that is? She's like, I don't even know what that is. And then they call him a nerd. And then later we see Warren mm-hmm. and Amy like spying with their general. And we hear Warren go, I wonder if she can phase. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, so Buffy can outrun a bullet. She can lift a train with one hand. She can jump up onto a cliff holding Xander. She, at this time though, doesn't think she has any sort of vision powers. No psychic, x-ray, heat or otherwise. Dawn doesn't like that Buffy has powers, so she goes to talk to Willow about it. Since Dawn recently had quote-unquote powers of her own, she's positive there's got to be some kind of monkey's paw situation here. Willow's like, maybe you're just jealous that Buffy and Xander are hanging out so much. Dawn's like, no, they had a whole talk about that. That's definitely not going to be an issue anymore. You know what? I don't think it was. It barely is. I thought maybe it would come back, but it doesn't really. What doesn't come back? I'm sorry. Buffy wanting Xander. No, no, not at all. That's That storyline's done now. It's real good that you didn't jump on that, Xander, because it wouldn't have gone well. <laughs> Dawn insists it's not the Buffy jealousy thing. It's just that the more power Buffy gets, the bigger monsters they're going to have to fight. Good point, Donnie. I don't really get that. I don't know what that. why that would be the case. I, I think it's just things that can easily beat her aren't going to like try to come after her because she's not going to be a threat. So like the more power she has, the bigger of a threat she is. I mean, she's beat demon gods. So yeah, what, I know. what what else is there to come They are her? literally running out of things <laughs> to yeah. heighten, especially totally. in this. Also, no one can seem to find Andrew, Giles, or Faith. Where are they? By the way, in this one, they introduce everyone with little title cards. And as Brian said, halfway through, we see that Amy Warren and a general are spying on Buffy, testing her powers. Their title cards are all pretty funny. Amy's says, bad girl, bad witch, was a rat, craves cheese. Warren says, bad guy, no skin, easily slighted, nerdy. And then he, he wonders about Buffy phasing. But the generals just says, name classified, likes others, works for Twilight, also craves cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a fun random detail. Yeah. It is eventually revealed that Andrew is writing these little title cards, which I suspected immediately it was very his voice. Mm-hmm. Is he just, like, narrating this one, or it's not being filmed, right? Yeah, he's just narrating this one for some reason to someone, to himself, I guess. 
The general wonders if they should be worried about Willow figuring out that Giles, Faith, and Andrew are gone. Amy's like, nah, they don't even realize they're gone yet. But Willow has figured it out. The whole time Don is talking to her, Willow is levitating, doing some kind of spell. And she's discovered that they're missing. She suspects they were maybe teleported. And she's like, okay, we need to GTFO. O-H. <laughs> What's the O-H? Of here. Oh, okay. Good fool. Willow goes to relay this info to Buffy. Dawn's like, see, it's a monkey's paw. Yeah, she like kind of yells Is that yells the one where it. she's tiny? Yeah, it's, she keeps bringing up the monkey's paw thing. And then in this one, yeah, she like is yelling it from the very back of like the f- shot. It's pretty funny. I can't remember if that's this one or not, but there's one where she says it's a monkey paw. And then Buffy and Willow both just like scream at her. They're like, Dawn, they look so pissed. It's very aggressive. And Dawn can be a lot. Dawn doesn't get to do a ton in these comics. I mean, after she's done being a giant, I would say. But she does get pretty funny lines. Like, she's often got these little, like, one-liners that are often just, like, to herself. But it's usually, like, pretty fun commentary on what's happening. Yeah, I agree. She gets to be so much more funnier than she was in the show. She was almost never funny in the show. And if she was funny in the show, it was at her character's expense. Mm -hmm. But in here, she's more adult. And she's more like Xander in that she can, like, make funny quips about what's happening plot-wise. Amy senses that Willow has figured it out. Willow says she knows a spell that can help her find a slayer. So Faith is the easiest one to find. She does the spell where she's like, take me to the slayer in the most need. And in her head, that's Faith because she's been captured and is probably like about to be killed. But it's actually taking her to a bunch of slayers who are like literally dying right before she gets there. Yeah. So Willow ends up getting teleported to some like nasty abandoned apartment in Malaysia. It looks like somewhere Riley probably spent some time. Yeah. <laughs> She's teleporting all over, trying to find Faith, Giles, and Andrew, but she keeps coming across all these tortured, dead, or dying slayers. Yeah, and it looks like they've been killed by various people, and often not in good ways. Not that there's like a bunch of good ways to die, but there are better and worse ways to die, and a lot of these look like they're on the worst side. Buffy does now have telescopic vision, and she discovers that Amy Warren and the General are spying on them, but turns out they're not part of Twilight anymore. Twilight kicked them out. And they want to team up with Buffy to get back at him. Willow interrupts this. She's like, hey, I don't think this sudden power you have is a gift from the goddesses. I think you might be sucking the power from all these slayers that have died. Yeah. And Buffy gets so sad about this. But honestly, I think it's dumb because it's not like Buffy is killing them to get their powers. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, obviously that'd be awful if they were like, you're unintentionally sucking their powers up and that kills them. It's like, no, you're just their powers were gone. I'm glad you get the extra. I guess one could argue that it could be potentially dangerous if Buffy gets power hungry. Sure, she but could, she's like, not. not let someone live, maybe, if I meant she got stronger. Sure. I just feel like that's not Buffy, though. Buffy goes out of her way to save everyone, even if it means some people have to die. I guess she did change in season seven. Yeah. Meanwhile, Andrew, Faith, and Giles have woken up, realizing they're at Twilight headquarters, and there's this big machine from X-Men. Something Andrew and Warren used to talk about building to kill their enemies, and it seems like Warren's actually done it. Do you have any more specifics on what this machine is? No, I've, I'm not that into comics. Oh, cool. I wonder if it can phase. <laughs> and Amy, Warren, and the General must have somehow bypassed Willow's magical defenses by sort of replacing these three with themselves, is how I understood it. Yeah, it's sort of like in Angel where, like, no one can leave that torture room in season five unless someone replaces them. Mm. So I think that's why she wasn't tipped off that things had changed. 
But Andrew, Faith, and Giles aren't alone. Twilight is there with them. And he wants to tell them his master plan, because villains love to do that for some reason. That's the end. Anything to say before we move on? No, so it's like interesting now that Warren and Amy and the general are on Buffy's team, just because that changes things up. But like, I, I you could never trust those people. I know, because there was like an issue just a few ago where Warren was like pretending to be on Andrew's team trying to yeah. trick him. I wouldn't trust them. I do feel like me as a reader thinks they're genuinely trying to team up with them, but like, I feel like the characters should not trust them. In the next comic, which is... 8.33, Twilight Part 2. We find out that one of the reasons that Buffy is so sad about her stealing, quote-unquote, power from these dead slayers is that she feels that it makes her a vampire, in a sense. Which, again, I'm like, it doesn't, though, girl. This is so different. You're just, you're going out of your way to be sad about this gift. Yeah. Xander gives her a pep talk, and it's from Superman, and then Willow's head shows up. And I feel like this is a reference to Superman, like Marlon Brando's head appearing in Superman. What is Xander wearing? His shirt is so, like, I'm in a cult now. (laughs) Right? It's like this cream, tight, I don't know, it just doesn't look like anything he's ever worn before. No, it doesn't. It looks tough. From a different time or, like, a Star Trek planet outfit. But, yeah, the sucking powers makes her a vampire thing. I was like, I don't know about that. That's a bit of a stretch. I get being worried about what this power could mean, but why would you be upset about that? Yeah. Unless you feel like you want to kill girls to get their power. Whatever. Puffy is just floating in midair, by the way. <laughs> She's, like, <laughs> sitting cross-legged by a lake. I didn't notice it until, like, a few pages in. She's just... I think that's intentional. It's like a reveal. Yeah, if you look at the first one, you can tell, but it kind of just looks like she's sitting by a lake. But Mm -hmm. But she's floating. She can fly now. But Xander eventually convinces her that the universe must want this to be happening for a reason. And then Willow appears as the giant floating head and tells them they gotta get going. Meanwhile, Twilight is still trying to figure out which one of his three captives he wants to kill first when Giles recognizes his voice. Faith tries to kick him in the balls. Doesn't work. His balls are invulnerable, or he doesn't have them. I don't know. I mean, I know now. Back at Buffy's camp, Buffy says she can feel that Faith got hurt because she can feel all the Slayers out there. Is that new? I feel like they sort of suggested that power at some point. I don't know, man. So many of these powers are, like, on one page, and then they don't come back, so I don't know. It was implied in, like, one of the one-offs or something, or the future one or something like that, like the... Frey with the twin he can like have the other slayers dreams yeah like the idea of all their dreams and stuff being connected but I don't know about feeling the other slayers she also is like a superhuman now with crazy new powers so who knows Willow and Amy are teaming up to fix all this they are tiffy though it's pretty funny Willow calls Amy's magic sloppy and Amy says you're just jealous that you didn't think of hiding your secret headquarters three seconds in the future. Again, I may have missed that detail. This is the first I was understanding that that was no, the No, I think case. this was the first time we find out. Okay. So Willow and Amy are working on sending Buffy in. Twilight is telling Giles that he knows what he's been up to, traveling around the world looking for something. But then Twilight gets boinked. Well, not yet. <laughs> that was the onomatopoeia. From Andrew hitting him with a Captain America shield. He's like, Andrew, did you just hit me with a Frisbee? <laughs> it's implied, although they never really gone into, is that like they made this X-Man thing, right? This like machine, which we never see used. I don't really understand even what it does. But then he's got a bunch of other like Avengers gear that they have also created to be real. Yes. Buffy's on her way. She like crashes through the castle he's in, flying out the other side. 
And she's like, oh, Twilight, like the movie? That's a stupid name. I already did that narrative. He's like, yeah, I know. And then he takes off his mask and he's Angel. Angel. Angel survives the show Angel? Seems that way. Oh, I should point out in the last podcast, like in one of the one-offs, we talked about how a female vampire had a Twilight poster on her wall. Just to be clear, it was Twilight the movie, not Twilight the mm-hmm. supervillain in the comics. Which I could see how that'd be confusing. <laughs> yeah. Both would be kind of funny, but it was Bella's boyfriend, the vampire. Andrew, Giles, and Faith are processing this. Andrew's like, she can beat him. It's cool. Giles is like, no, not this time, regardless of what she does. Giles knows so much and trickles out such little information so slowly over it's the course of the next maddening. Few. It's just like, Giles, what the hell? And just never tells anyone the whole story. Yeah. Buffy's now in the woods trying to hide from Angel. She's telling herself, it can't be Angel. It's got to be Angelus. He's like, no, I'm me and you know it, baby. Buffy grabs like a whole fucking tree and throws it at him. It's pointy. I'm not sure how she turned it into a stake real quick, but she has. I mean, she's like a super person. She probably just just karate chop it. Yeah. It hits him, but it doesn't really seem to do anything. It just disintegrates. I mean, he's, it seems they're the same. They're both like invulnerable right now. He's trying to tell her that she's not stealing powers from other slayers, but he's been doing all this to push her to be what she's become. All this power you're feeling is me, Buffy. You feel us. Buffy is like telling us that Angel is right, but she's not saying this aloud to him. But she's like, yep, that is what it is. It's like when Lauren Graham overacts to let the audience know how her character's feeling. (laughs) It's just like, oh, she's sad. I got it. In this case, there's like a little narration that's not a speech bubble. (laughs) Yeah. Just to be clear, she mentions like you killed or like you have resulted in the death of 206 slayers. Mm -hmm. So like what what the hell kind of nice shit are you saying right now? Who cares? You killed 206 innocent slayers. He's like, just let go and let your body tell you the truth. We're connected now, Buffy. This is us. This is our future. And Buffy's like, you don't know me. And he's like, maybe not, but I know there's a reason we're both here. So powerful together. There's a reason I loved you the moment I saw you. He's changed his voice now. He's more serious. (laughs) And uh, why we can't be happy with anyone else. Also, there's a reason your whole body's glowing right now. Which literally it is, yeah. And even though I've got all this power, I feel weak. Oh, he's back to broody angel now. (laughs) I'm scared you'll leave before we can figure this out together. And then Buffy starts floating up and they kiss. And Xander and Willow are watching all this from a distance. And Willow's like, I think they're fucking. (laughs) They swear a lot in this. They always bleep it. But you can tell what it is. Like, Faith swears a lot. Uh, There's a character who hasn't shown up yet that you will be happy that shows up. He swears a lot. It's funny because they're watching from a distance while these two, like, super beings are having, like, a Dragon Ball Z fight. And so, like, you know, they can't really see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, they see sonic booms and stuff. And they, we keep cutting to them being like, oh, there's another sonic boom. What's happening? I think they're fighting. And then, yeah, it ends with Willow being like, I think they're fucking. And then on the last page, there's a graphic that says the next issue is called Them Fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, next issue, 8.34, Twilight Part 3. The good guys are all at Twilight headquarters now to help rescue Andrew, Giles, and Faith. Warren is pissed that Andrew has his shield. Andrew's like, are you high? The shield was my idea. It's fun to see them, like, bickering. Yeah. But also, like, 
I don't know why, because they, they're they're fighting over the repulsors or the shield. They both want the Captain America shield, but that doesn't make sense because it doesn't seem to actually function as a Captain America shield. So the repulsors are the only weapon that's actually helpful in this situation. Right, same. The repulsor, that's... um. You don't know what that is either. You have no idea what that is. I don't. This part was for you, mostly. <laughs> There's other parts for me. It's uh, it's Iron Man's weapon that he has, and, and Andrew's got that in his hands right now. I see. A couple of them are like, Twilight is Angel? Twilight is Angel? And then Don says, Ben is Glory? That was pretty funny. That's a pretty funny little Don joke. Yeah. It's pretty meta, too, but mm-hmm. like, it still fits. It's pretty funny. Xander's like, Willow, do some magic so we can find them and help Buffy. And Willow's like, I don't know if we should walk in on them right now. Because they bone in in all kinds of ways, floating, flying, and it's like really affecting the weather and the climate of the whole world because they're just like two Supermans nakedly fucking in the sky. There's also just a monkey looking at us. <laughs> There's We cut to them. Buffy's got her hands down Angel's pants, uh, but you can't really quite see it because there's like a beam in the way. But on this beam, there's just a monkey staring at us, kind mm-hmm. of like, what are we looking at? Does their fucking fix Faith? Because she's like all better now. She had gotten hit by Twilight, I think. I think uh, that they got their powers back mm. by this point. And so that's why she's able to get better. Well, she's awake, all better now, demanding answers from Giles. So Giles just gives a little bit, a little bit right now. Angel in the last issue had alluded to the fact that Giles might kind of know what's happening here. So Giles tells them that the last time anyone thought that this might be happening was back in the 1600s. 30 watchers took their own lives in fear. And then he's done explaining for now. Yeah, it's like, okay, can we extrapolate on that? Because we're literally just sitting here while Buffy bangs Angel. So more info on that, please. Xander yells at him to do more. So he goes on that because Buffy was the first... Slayer, to share the power and create a breed of Slayers, the universe is rewarding her with power to survive the next phase of the Earth. Yeah, whatever. This whole prophecy is nonsense, man. Warren's like, cool, cool, but why does Angel get rewarded? I hate all of you, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. He's like... She says it like twice. (laughs) In this team now, but why am I here? But Buffy was also apparently the first Slayer to have sex with a vamp or two, and Giles explains that Buffy and Angel are both humans that have been infected by demons because that's what vampires are and that's i guess Mm -hmm. how slayers were formed they're the best of their kind and maybe becoming a new kind that will make humans obsolete and all the ancient demons and magics are going to be coming back that's a lot giles we were sitting on this he also reveals that he was searching the world for a totem to stop all this like a totem that could kill a god but it's too late now because twilight is here buff and angel are Done fucking. They're wearing new clothes now. Weird ones, like the shirt Xander was wearing earlier. And Angel says, we're here. People said it didn't exist, but welcome to Twilight. So Twilight is a a place, a a thing you can achieve, I guess. I mean, before we talk about that, there's a lot of sex. Yeah, I kind of skipped the details. There's a lot of super sex between Buffy and Angel and like we don't actually see anything because they, they, I don't think they could put it in here but I mean it's just we see them fly they fucking they the nudity but they're naked a they're lot. fly fucking just flying around banging Toes causing curled. hurricanes and stuff yeah. yeah through mountains there's just a scene where they like Angel bangs her into a mountain and she's all like do it again it's like okay 
Sure. Joss is just, you just see him, eyes rolled in the back of his head, typing this out. Well, he didn't have to type it up. He's just got like a little note file in his computer that's like, <laughs> ideas for my Buffy porno. <laughs> They're like, you crossed out porno and wrote comic? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it just goes on and on. And I, I don't know, it's not sexy to me. I'm I'm pro-sex. It just, it's just, it's so weird. I will say there is a couple things in here that were kind of funny. So they are in space at some point banging. And Buffy has a word uh, bubble, like a dialogue bubble that's just empty, which is funny because you would not be able to make sound in space. Oh, I thought it was just like she had no more to give. She'd moaned all her moans. She well, they're content. in space, so I think it's pretty clear that that is funny because there's no oxygen up there or air. It doesn't have to be oxygen. Okay. 8.35, Twilight Part 2. Buffy and Angel are now in this peaceful, beautiful paradise, but Buffy is convinced it's a trap. And big bad demons are going to be popping out any second now, despite Angel telling her, maybe this is good. Maybe they can just be happy for once. Willow and Xander are still trying to get Giles to explain all this because he is just like, nope, I got to keep this a secret. (laughs) It would be boring to hear all the answers right now. Giles maybe did know this was a thing, but it was an improbable myth. Yeah, he's all like, this is a myth people like whispered about, but nobody was like sure of. But it seems like maybe something could have come up, especially when some of this shit started happening. Yeah, he, he says it was a stupid theory that was used to like explain the beginning of time. And he says that Buffy and Angel have maybe breached a new reality. And there's no birth without blood. And their world is now going to become expendable. And there are tears in their reality and demons leaking in all over the place. It's not clear to me, and I've, I've gone over this, and it's possible I missed something, why all these demons are showing up. Yeah, it's kind of like the end of season five, where there's like portals opening and like crazy right. things coming in. But we know why that's happening. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's like, oh, the ancient demons are coming back. But why are they? Because all that's happened is Buffy and Angel sort of give birth to a new universe, which is Twilight, which we'll talk about more in this episode. But like, why that allows demons to show up in our universe, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really, it, yeah. yeah. I, I, Giles is like, it's like birthing pains or birthing blood, but like, I need more than that. It sounds like you guys are just like, and then demons show up, so that's happening. Like, what? why though? What's so the actual reason? Action happening the whole time? Absolutely, every, that's the reason, but like. Every I other need, panel is someone fighting a big demon. Yeah. So Willow commands all the world's witches to try to use magical holds on the breaches until they can figure something out. Warren and Andrew are still fighting over the Captain America shield when they get attacked by a demon. Andrew gets really hurt, and Warren tries to help him. That was nice. He's, like, actually concerned. Yeah, but I actually don't like that because they made it very clear that Warren is, like, a sociopath, if not a psychopath. I don't think he'd actually care about Andrew. He's, like, betrayed him before a few times. Yeah, maybe you're right. All I could say is, like, they just sort of rekindled, like, a nerddom camaraderie right now. Possibly. But, yeah, I guess you're right. I just don't feel like it fits his character. Yeah. Amy and the general whisper about how they're planning to kill Warren after all this. Well, all these guys. Yeah. That's interesting because that doesn't really come to fruition. And Amy's like making out with him at some point beyond this. Because there's there's a part where they're like making out and the general is just like cringing. <laughs> it's just kind of a random panel in the middle of something else. Buffy is still trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. Is this place real? Is Angel trustworthy? Why do their clothes keep suddenly changing? Because they do. They keep popping into different outfits. It's very much the Matrix almost. Like they at some point walk into like a white panel room. that's just like nothing. Yeah, they, they do end up in a white void for a lot of their conversation. 
Angel explains that their clothes change because this place reacts to them. She's wearing different outfits worn by different slayers throughout time. How does he know that? Mm. Yeah, how does he know that? It's not like he killed these slayers. <laughs> and even if he did, would he remember their outfits? Yeah, I feel like Buffy could easily be like, oh, I recognize these from my dreams. That would have been a perfect reason to understand what these are. Oh, uh, yeah. Spike might remember what slayers were wearing. He killed for jackets. <laughs> yeah. But Angel tells Buffy that this is a higher plane, but she still thinks it's a trap. She's like, this is great and all. I just want to see my friends. And then she like rips open a portal so she can see her friends, which she was not really expecting to work. She sees them fighting a bunch of demons, but he's like, it's all right. We can fix it, baby. Yeah, that's how I read his dialogue. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Angel. His voice is all over the place in these. To be clear, that's all choices Stacy is making. Just so you're clear, there's not like, <laughs> the dialogue is like read like a dumb guy from New Jersey. Some of these are voice choices I've made for Angel in the past, though. He is very like, oh, Buffy, I just want us to be. I want to read with you. Angel wants to stay in this reality to like shape it with her to make this like new world. And she's all like, no, I got to go save my friends. And he's like, they'll be fine. They are, always are. All of this dialogue's confusing. Because on the one hand, yeah, they are because Buffy comes and saves them. Right. But like also, sometimes they do die. Anya's dead. Tara's dead. Jesse, no one remembers, but he's dead. Yeah. But also, we find out that for this Twilight universe that just got created to exist, it needs to like destroy our universe. So either Angel doesn't know that at this point. Or he just doesn't care about that, which is it's all so confusing. And in my opinion, not super well written when it comes to the plot. I do think the humor is still very funny, but like I don't really understand any of what's happening from this page on. Quite it honestly. got really hard to follow from here, for sure. The fight against the demons isn't going great. Willow's magic can't really hold them off very well. But Buffy tells Angel she's going to go back and help them fight. And he's like, don't you see you are fighting for them? And that's why we were sent here. This is the end of all that. The dawn of a new era. The beginning of us. The universe already chose it. All we have to do is leave behind the lower plane. This is what you're meant for. Buffy's like, fuck that. I never do what I'm meant for. Doesn't she? At some point, she resigned herself to being the Slayer. and is like, Yeah, she was very duty-driven at some point, so I don't know why she would say that. She decides she's going back to help her friends, and after a glance back at Angel, he decides he's going to go with her and help fight the demons. That was nice. She also says to him, like, don't tell me this is like heaven. He's like, no, it's like perfect paradise. And it's like, well, she literally has been to heaven, which I imagine was perfect. So very confused about why that's not being brought up. So Buffy and Angel start kicking ass with their superpowers. Somehow during this fight, Buffy has time to chat with her friends between kicks and punches. She asks how many demons there are. Willow says, uh, infinity-ish. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Buffy also apologizes, and Willow's like, I know, I know. You don't know what came all over you. <laughs> Jesus. It's a dirty joke. Yeah. But then this big, round, like, Death Star thing appears. It looks round in this issue. I think we get a better view of it later. I think we're maybe just seeing the front, but it does look yeah. round. It looks like the Death Star here, but we learn later it's more like a airship blimp type thing. They all think it's a demon with, like, a weapon, and then Willow's like, no, it's not. And she's like, oh, this is going to be good, and we find out why, because she's kind of hates Angel right now, which makes sense. As someone emerges from this vehicle and says, enough, you want to kill these demons and end this Twilight crap? You talk to me, and me is Spike. Remember Spike? He's drawn well. I mean, he's got very distinctive features, but it's always clear it's him. 
Maybe the hair. He's drawn so much younger than James Marsters looked in season seven of Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) So this is already some spoilers for season five of Angel. Obviously, Angel's alive and Spike's alive. And no one is like, why are you guys alive? And they both seem to be vampires still. Yes. So that's some spoilers for Angel. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it spoiled it too much for me. There's maybe like one other thing that I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But I, I'm fine with knowing they both live, I guess. So then we took a little break because that's what the recommended order said to do. And we read this issue called Riley, Commitment Through Distance, Virtue Through Sin. So Riley and his wife, Sam, you remember her, are at his family farm in Iowa. I think they're just visiting, but they're eventually planning to get out of the army world saving business and settle down here, like take over the farm. However, Buffy has been contacting Riley to come save the world and Riley wants to retire, but Sam thinks he should go. How are they supposed to retire and enjoy that farm life if the world is no more and there's no farm to enjoy? So they're on their way to a silo, which we soon find out is a missile silo. This was pretty funny because they're like, how do we get into it? We like rappel down the side. Or maybe that little general will let us in. <laughs> yeah. Just like a callback to the episode with Sam where they're just like rappelling yeah. down something. Yeah. For no reason at all. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess the general could let us in. They're not retired yet. They've been called here for some missile business. <laughs> We've been called in for some missile business. <laughs> the missile here is supposed to only fuel when it's about to be launched, but it's all fueled up now. It has some coordinates set on it. What's going on? Who's controlling this missile? So they take a little plane to the coordinates and then they just like parachute off onto a boat all the while like debating if he should help Buffy or not. Riley kind of calls Sam out saying that down the road he thinks she might want to come out of retirement if someone asked her for help and that if she lets them do this, that's basically giving her permission to do it later. And she doesn't deny that. She doesn't. But then she's like, well, I don't need permission. I'd go anyway. This would just make me feel better about it. (laughs) But yeah, I think that is what's happening. Yeah. She doesn't really want to quit. I mean, I don't blame her. I don't have any desire to move to Iowa either, girl. Is he keeping you there? (laughs) What I would say, though, is that like you can't be demon fighting as a regular human forever. At some point, you're going to die or you're going to be too weak. I can't imagine my dad fighting demons still. I mean, he used to. and He was real good at it. But (laughs) Just then, a bunch of missiles explode around them. None of them hit the land because they're on water, but they all land around this island. So Riley and Sam go check it out. They're planning how to go about scoping out the island when they see another general. (laughs) They're like, oh, or maybe this general will show us around. (laughs) The general leads them to a dark cave and Riley and Sam start to suspect that they were brought here for a reason. Meanwhile, in a crypt, we see that Angel was secretly meeting with Rune. Whistler. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Rune. Remember Whistler? Yeah. I like that Whistler's back. Yeah. Because he was such a, like, a, they just, like, he was such, like, a cool idea for a character, and then he just, like, disappeared. It was, like, he Mm -hmm. was so important-seeming, and he's just gone now. So this whole episode, I see why they put it here, because it needs to be after we reveal that Twilight is Angel. Yeah. But this is, like, in the timeline before some of the events that we've been talking about. Yeah. So Angel is asking him for help with a better path. He doesn't like using Buffy. But Whistler's like, she's got to feel powerless for her to find the ultimate power. Which is what happens when she's like powerless when the military shows up and they've all lost their powers. And But it's like, it's a long ass road. Did, did Angel know she was going to go there and feel power? Like, it's okay, yeah. whatever. 
Yeah, Whistler tells Angel he's seen some different futures, like uh, Doctor Strange. And basically, he and Buffy can save the world, but only if they're not together. I think it's important to mention here, Whistler says to him, you have to decide where your loyalties lie with the girl, Buffy, or with the world. Meaning, like, if you try to be with Buffy or you try to not do this villain thing I'm suggesting, you and Buffy are going to die. It won't work out. But if you do this villain thing, you'll save the world. So you have to decide, like, are you going to be honest with Buffy or are you going to save the world? Like, which is more important to you? And obviously, from where this goes, we know that Angel's like, okay, the world's more important. Yes. So back to Riley and Sam. They're walking through this cave. It's kind of fun because they're just in darkness for a while with, like, just the bubbles. Yes. Yeah. Thought bubbles. Speech bubbles. Speech bubbles. We don't just see their thoughts. (laughs) But they come to a room where Angel, Twilight, and his army are waiting. He's like, hey, we're starting a war against magic. You in? Riley's like, yep. And they're like, cool. We're just going to carve the Twilight symbol into your chest real quick. And then we're reminded of like what Whistler said to Angel, that as we're seeing Riley make this decision to join Twilight, we hear the quote again, you have to decide where your loyalties lie, with the world or with the girl. And then Riley just aloud says Buffy. Yeah, it's sort of like small, it's a small text. I think he's sort of just muttering it like Buffy. Yeah, yeah. He's doing this for Buffy. Yeah. Which is an interesting contrast between him and Angel. Yeah. Angel, uh, you know, is able to put the fate of the world first. And Riley's just obsessed with Buffy. Yeah. And I think, I think that is true. Cause I think Angel is a champion who's moved beyond the idea in the show Angel of like, obviously, he wouldn't want Buffy to be hurt ever. But like, if it comes to choosing between the two, he will choose the right thing which is to save the world which interestingly is what Buffy would want him to choose probably whereas Riley's like Buffy is the most important thing to me in the world (laughs) she's more important than right and wrong yeah yeah I mean Angel's given Buffy up like at least two other times like he broke up with her Mm -hmm. so he could go to his own show but uh, I mean I guess there was some like selfless reason he did that but also in the show Angel he has like the opportunity to be with her and he I don't want to spoil it but like he he makes it so that she doesn't know that that's true, but he will always remember like that they could have been together one time when she comes to visit and there's peanut butter. It's complicated because like that is still for Buffy because they said that Buffy will die if he does that, if he tries to be with her as a human. So it's mm. not about giving her up for the world. It's about giving her up for her. That's true. But it's I guess I was just thinking it's something that's going to like cause him pain. Yeah. Okay. Then we close this out on a five-part saga called Last Gleaming. Do you get it? Or as I like to call it. WTF. At the twilight's last gleaming. And the spikes and bug ships. What did you say? Spikes what? Bug ships? I said and the spikes and bug ships. Yeah, there's uh, there's some bug ships. We'll get into that. We should mention that there were some comics we did not read that were like technically official comics that take place after Angel. It's called like After the Fall, whatever that means. I mean, I do know what that means. <laughs> Like the winter? Stacy doesn't fall. know yet. Yeah, it's it's a it's actually a sequel to A Year in the Life as well. Mm. After the fall. We'll be doing that in Gilmore Girls next, <laughs> after the fall. <laughs> yeah. It's an angel Gilmore Girls crossover. Richard comes back as a vampire. Uh, so there are some comics that take place after the show Angel that explain what happens. And apparently, I, I looked this up, somewhere in there there's a story about Spike where he befriends some bug aliens and gets to be part of their crew. Oh. If you have not read those, you might wonder, 
what the hell is happening right now? Because Spike is there with a spaceship full of bug people with no explanation. And people aren't really even asking them what. They're kind of like, well, it's crazy. I'd be like, I need to know, bug people, what's happening? He speaks Fioral. It's true. So in what I assume is a flashback shortly after the events of the show Angel, before Angel becomes Twilight, Angel is looking over the ruins of L.A. I'm just not going to think about that too much since we haven't quite finished Angel. And then he makes friends with a talking dog. It's actually a power without a name from a faraway realm using a random dog to talk to Angel. That's what the dog says. Angel's like, shut up. I don't talk to dogs. I don't really care what your pitch is. I'm done being chosen. And then a plane comes crashing down and he manages to like fly up, catch it and like land it safely on his back. And then there's this woman thanking Angel for saving her, but it's just the dog and a new vessel. Angel catching a plane means that maybe he has a bit more power than he did before. What? Is- you t- a bit more power? Yo, he means he's <laughs> fucking Superman right now. He's and- very overpowered in the show, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> he yes. suddenly has the same powers Buffy has, and it seems to happen right now. The dog gave it to him. So the dog woman keeps taking different forms, trying to convince Angel to become Twilight and get Buffy to reach the form that she reaches. Meanwhile, we see Spike some time ago flying around on the outside of this airship that we saw him arrive on. He grabs a phone, just, you know, calls some of his insect friends that he seems to be working with, and they all call him Your Majesty? I'm so interested in how we got there. They also seem to hate him, though. Like, they're they're shit-talking him at some point later. One of them is. Yeah. Later. But I, I think that's, like, after they realize something happens. I don't know. Yeah. It's a fun scene where he's they're landing the spaceship and they're like, hey, we're diving for this big clock, which is supposed to be Big Ben, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's like, turn, turn. And he's like, well, actually, it'd be pretty funny if we hit it. And then he crashes into it, which I think is nice because it's like Spike does have a soul now. But I do think that he still kind of likes evil a little bit. Like, yeah, he wouldn't actively do evil, but like a little bit evil is fine. Well, we see that he has survived the crash because Big Ben is burning in the distance, but he's sitting in a pub having a beer, catching up on current events in the newspaper. Or catching up on the events of the comics so far, rather. We see him at like a protest, getting caught up on Twilight and the state of the world, hating the Slayers. So this is actually intercut with Angel talking to the dog woman and like getting his costume and stuff made. Like he's making his little mask. And this guide of his tells him that no one can know who he is. And the next panel is Spike seeing a picture of Twilight saying, oh, that'd be Angel then. (laughs) Like, yeah. He's he watching like a YouTube it. video of Angel flying. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Back to present day. Spike is loading Buffy's army onto his ship as Angel and Buffy continue to fight the demons. Angel says he doesn't trust Spike. Showing up is too convenient. He must have an agenda. And Buffy's like, yeah, well, you kind of just showed up in a crazy situation too. I'm hoping his deal's a lot simpler than yours. <laughs> yeah. a little meta. <laughs> Again, they're just like chatting while they're flying through the sky fighting demons. That's not how acoustics work. Maybe they have good hearing. <laughs> well, Buffy and Angel uh, theoretically have supersonic hearing like Superman. Yeah. I actually kind of like them flying around just like chucking demons into each other and mm-hmm. stuff. And Willow like flies by and briefly turns Angel into a frog. She's like, whoops, I missed. But we haven't really it talked about It was not this. a miss. Yeah. It was a digital. <laughs> She's upset about Angel. Buffy wants Angel to leave because she thinks that Spike won't tell her the truth about why he's here if Angel's here. So Angel agrees to go. He's still worried Buffy's going to try to hook up with Spike. He's like, oh, I got more powerful, but not remotely mature. 
I thought that was kind of funny because like, yeah. he's a baby, even an angel. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe he should have been worried because, girl, Buffy, you need to chill. I actually thought some of this was pretty funny because she and Angel have, like, sort of a heart-to-heart where she's like, I don't trust you, but, like, I love you. You've got my heart. Like, you've got to go like you did before. But she says, to, like, you know, the last time I saw Spike, he died saving me. And Angel's like, yeah, he told me that, like, 400 times. <laughs> yeah. There's another part, too, later where someone is like, oh, I thought Angel would be here. And Spike's like, don't worry. He'll be here eventually, and he'll tell you everything he did, and he'll brag about it. <laughs> They just, like, shit-talk each other so much. So apparently, towards the end of Angel, they still don't love each other with all their hearts. Angel and Spike? What? Yeah, they still are a little tiffy. Oh, I thought you just said they'd love each other with all their hearts? What? No, I said, so by the end of Angel, they don't love each other with all their There's hearts? There's, like, what, four episodes left? Do you think they become lovers <laughs> in those two? Not lovers. I mean, Buffy wouldn't mind. No, she wouldn't mind at all. But Buffy's, like, sort of seems to have forgiven him for, like, the fact that he did all this stuff. Yeah, I'm very I- confused, really, about... What the fuck's happening? Because Angel has not adequately explained to Buffy why people had to die. Like, we've seen some backstory about how Angel was, like, convinced that this is the only way to save the most lives and save Buffy. But Buffy's just sort of like, oh, well, I believe it was probably good. Yeah. We're led to believe that their sex was, like, more than just sex. Like, maybe that was, like, mystical. So I get why she gave into that. But that's over now. And I'm just sort of not clear why she's forgiving him. Anyway. You think their sex made the news? I don't know. Does Spike's airship get noticed? <laughs> I mean, there's demons popping up all over the planet. So, like, an airship's not going to really probably make the news. Yeah. Okay. Inside of Spike's ship, everyone's gathered. Dawn's like, the crew is bugs. The crew is bugs. The bugs are large. <laughs> <laughs> Spike explains that Buffy shouldn't trust Angel and that the reality they created and then abandoned might be upset that they left them and people, creatures from there might come looking for her. And all they can do is stop this and find the Seed of Wonder. Seed of Wonder is the heart of all magic, right. a house of worship that was swallowed by Earth and had a city right. built over it. And then the Earth right. swallowed the city again. And it's just, it's deep in the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, we all know this. We see a little glimpse we know the nursery rhyme. of this place, which is just a big glowing red egg. And there's someone guarding it, and it's the master. He says, kids, they only visit when they need something. I don't know why he's like a diner waitress. <laughs> Again, oh, Stacy's decision for these voices. <laughs> What's he doing alive? He got killed a couple of times, right? Yeah, I mean, who cares anymore? Joss does not give a shit how many times someone's died. He'll bring him back. Okay, but not, not Tara. No, she's dead for good. Last Gleaming, part two. Starts with Spike asking Buffy if she likes some exposition. Yes, please. We're What's all going like, on? yes, please tell us. He explains that the seed of wonder is the source of all magic in the world. It's in Sunnydale, of course. Right, right. And then the whole, okay, so I think Giles explains a little bit more, but the rest of the comic is just Giles being like, oh, how did I know it was there? It never even crossed my mind it would be at the Hellmouth. I don't know, man. Read your books harder. It's a take a guess that it might be there. Everything else was. Yeah. Literally every other thing was there. So it's probably behind the scythe. It's supposed that the seed created the world. It's maybe a leftover piece from some other awful dimension that made its way here. And even though it created a big bad world full of demons, because the world used to be demons, it's still a better place from where it came from. And the seed is all that's keeping that connection to the worst place closed. 
like a cork. And Spike is explaining this to Buffy. He pulls a cork out of a whiskey bottle that he's holding. And she's like, well, that would make more sense. Like if you tipped it upside down, like some liquid came out. <laughs> like He's like, well, just shut up. She's like, well, you're the one who made a big thing with the cork. What's funny, too, is that later he does it and he goes, but imagine this is upside down and liquid's yeah. coming out of it. Yeah. She also asks him what the airship is. He's like, nah, that's for another comic. <laughs> <laughs> he assures her that the seed is safe for now. It has a protector. And there should be nothing to worry about unless some idiots shag a whole universe into existence. And Buffy's like, well, we, well, we didn't mean to. Also, it was amazing. Best sex ever, blah, blah, blah. And Spike's like, can you think of a single creature in existence who wants to hear this less? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? He doesn't want to hear it. Meanwhile, this. though, she's just like fantasizing about banging Spike as she's talking to him. Yes. Just the whole time imagining them making out and it's like you just had you just went on and on about how satisfied you were with the sex you had with angel yeah and how much you love him and now you're just like he's she's not even like listening to spike as she's like daydreaming about banging him yeah comics buffy is so horny she's like sorry it's just you're the only person i usually tell my secrets to you're my dark place yeah and then he like tells her the important part of the plan and she had just been fantasizing and missed it yeah He's like, don't worry, I'll say that part again later. Why don't you get into bed? Which Buffy just takes as an invitation to fantasize about full sex with Spike under the covers, yep. just like he likes it. <laughs> just like TV couples like it. Buffy even makes a comment, though, that her brain is turning into a Cinemax. Yeah, no, Cinemax does over the cover shit. <laughs> Dawn and Xander are talking about moving in together once this is all done, but someone is eavesdropping on them through the vents. Is this the general? It's like a guy with a mustache. Yeah, I think it is, but I had the same thought. I don't know why this matters that, like, they were being eavesdropped on. Like, that didn't, like, come back as some dirt he had on them or something. I think we're just supposed to see him, to keep being reminded he's there because of what happens later to him. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that that actually matters. Later, Spike is explaining to the group what's going on. Xander's like, how do you know all this? And Spike just says three words. I speak Fjarl. So I guess he just has gathered this from listening to demons? Yeah, I guess so. That the other demons would be like upset that this is happening and want to join the fight. But uh-oh. Willow gets sucked into her snake goddess friend's dimension by non-orgasmic means. Weird. <laughs> she like hurts. She falls. She's like, I like the other way of getting here better. <laughs> the other way is through coming. <laughs> yeah. She tells Willow that Twilight wants the seed removed so that Earth can be destroyed so that the new world can thrive. But then she continues Spike's cork metaphor, saying that if it gets trapped in the bottle, it would be bad. Like if they destroy the seed, the gate between worlds is gone, and then their world will be without magic. Okay. It is hard to follow that. Yeah, it's, okay, so it seems like, from what I read, it's just, it's just so much here that's confusing. Twilight needs the seed to take it, to be like its new soul. So Twilight is a universe, I guess, the new universe they made. And it consciously somehow wants this seed to be part of it so that it can like take over the old universe and like replace it, I guess. And so they're like, okay, if it does that, that's bad because we'll all be wiped out. But if we break it, then that's also bad because then all magic is just gone. Well, all connections to magic that have connections outside of our universe, I guess, is specifically what it is. Because they say that, like, people like vampires and slayers will still exist in this universe. But, like, witches who draw their power from, like, 
things that are outside of our existence, they will not have access to it anymore. So they'll be like powerless. Yeah. So Willow snaps back to reality and tells them that they have to protect the seed. Like their goal is to now keep it intact. I feel like this could have been explained better because I'm still like, I think that's what it's about. I don't know why other magic is still allowed to continue to exist here. If it's already here, I don't really get it, but whatever. Angel's still going all around the world helping fight demons. Giles goes to talk to Faith. She's bummed. I'm not sure about what exactly. I think she's maybe just sick of fighting. He sort of promised her she wouldn't have to anymore. Right, that she could just like train new slayers or help new or like broken girls, I guess. Yeah. So they're arriving above the Sunnydale crater. Buffy dives into it. Spike grabs onto her and rides down. And Buffy like clocks that Spike was touching her butt. I don't know why she's all like, he's touching my butt. Like, girl, you were just thinking about all of this. Yeah, because she didn't even say it in like a, ooh, I like that way. Yeah. Almost like a, hmm, like, he's touching my butt. Like, girl, like, you were dreaming about him while he's trying to talk to you. <laughs> she lands at the bottom and the master whacks her. Like, he hits her. The onomatopoeia was whack. Oh. Whack can also mean a murder in, like, a monster yeah. film. No, he didn't do that. She's alive. Spike's like, oh, right, the protector. The master is not excited to see Spike. He's like, you soulless shell. This is what you bring. Wait, what was his voice? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, he was the diner waitress. <laughs> you soulless shell. This is what it's you bring for shell. protection. It's so confusing that he says that, though, because Spike has, they, both of these people have souls. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand what that means. I don't, the, the master being here at all is stupid. He barely does anything. It didn't really add anything. They don't barely justify why he's back. I Okay, so I'm as excited about it at first because they're like, they kind of justify it. They're like, all along, he's been like unwittingly working for the seed, protecting it. So like all the events that got him trapped there might be because of this thing. But like at the end of the day, it was all because of this. And like, honestly, the next line I don't like because they're like, oh, maybe that's why he looks so weird is that this thing sort of like warped him, which is weird. They already set up that the longer you're a vampire, the more you start to look like a vampire. So I don't really get that. But then the master's like, yeah, it brought me back to life to protect it, whatever. But then he's not, yeah, he he doesn't do a lot. He barely does anything. It would have been cool if he was like around for a while. Yeah. Buffy just gets him to shut up. She smashes his head. Angel, meanwhile, is taking a little rest when the dog woman thing comes up behind him. And now it's like a bird on top of a cat covered in shadow. This is Twilight, right? You keep calling it something else. But like, I mean, it is, this is Twilight. Yeah, we don't know that yet, but yes. now it has evil character-style text boxes. <laughs> like, when <laughs> so a bad you know. character is talking, it's like a different font and sometimes a different color. And they talk like this, I'm a bad <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's me, Twilight. I noticed that when Spike was talking one time, he had kind of evil text, but I think he was in vamp face. I wonder if mm. that was like a conscious choice. I, I mean, know. I wonder if that's why. This thing starts calling him father. And it says that the real him wasn't born yet when they were talking previously. But he's here now from the universe that Angel and Buffy created, just like Spike had warned of, that this universe might get mad and come here angry. Right. You messed up. You messed up, guys. So as predicted, this creature is pissed that Angel abandoned his new world. Again, he mentions that Buffy is the one who set all this in motion by activating the other Slayers. I don't really get why, though? Because I, it's, it doesn't make sense. Supposedly, when she shared her power, which was like a altruistic thing to do, like the universe was like, okay, this is the Slayer that's going to do the thing. 
because she's so cool and nice and good. What happened in the 1600s that caused 30 watchers to kill themselves? Yeah, what did that slayer do? They thought this was happening before. Because did they know about the scythe then? Like, the scythe is how they did this. Well, I don't know that they knew that the the event would have been the sharing of powers. I think they were just like, some slayer will prove herself to the universe. Why is the universe doing this? I would wait until there was like a huge sign of the apocalypse before I killed myself. Like, But why is killing yourself? How does that help? Kill the slayer. You know the world's going to end? Yeah, I don't know. I was like, what exactly was going on back then? The Watcher Council is not at all above killing a slayer. Sure. So I don't know why they all killed themselves or what that would even mean, like or how that would help. Yeah, how does that help? They're just, no. I, in my head, it's like this thing that's coming is so bad, it's easier, it's better just to be dead before it comes. But like, it would have to be on its way. For, you know, like yeah. or they can't yeah. stop the slayer at that point. Absolutely. So Angel's like, no, new glowing lion sun. <laughs> It's just a funny sentence. It's true. <laughs> Angels glowing, Lion Sun. <laughs> there will be no twilight. And Lion Sun says, Father, there already is. It's you. He beats up Angel and eventually seems to be controlling him. He like yeah. tells him to stand. He does. He tells him to fly. He starts to float up. We keep seeing like little snippets of Angel like looking like glass eyed, like no pupils. Mm-hmm. Like he's been possessed. So everyone's hanging out in the Hellmouth with the master now. I don't think Spike realized it was the master. His sources said that the seed had enslaved a powerful vampire 800 years ago. And yeah, Buffy killed the master, but nothing is dead to the seed, we learned. And the seed restored him when Twilight chose Angelus. So recently. Yeah, they were just like, who can we bring back and find a way to justify it? It could have been Kakistos. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Should have been Kakistos. Mr. Trick. I mean, the master is just like the most recognizable most screen yeah. time out of the people we just listed. I know everyone hates the master. We've talked about this, but there were, like a, I have a soft spot for him. He's just, I feel like he looks cool. And I like his, like the way he talks. I like all that. I just, he just did nothing in the show. He was just you mean standing like this, there. Brian? <laughs> no, it's just, I, I like the master. So bringing him back is kind of cool, but they don't bring him back for any reason other than to put him on the cover and get people to buy this issue. That's the only reason he's around. Yeah, it, it, she just doesn't get used in any specific way. At all. Could have been all. literally anyone else. He doesn't reference anything he's done in the past. He just seems like a crazy old man, honestly. Absolutely. And yeah, Giles just keeps being like, how did I miss this? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. We wonder the same thing. It is honestly very confusing what's happening at this point. Honestly, after you guys get the seed figured out, maybe just keep digging, see if there's any other shit down there. <laughs> <laughs> probably a couple other artifacts you need. I thought we were as low as we could go, but there's more. There's more under Sunnydale still. The master, like I said, seems like a crazy old man. And Buffy's like, wow, this guy's really challenged by the major plot points. And Dawn's like, he's not the only one. So that Spike was funny. <laughs> recaps everything for us because everyone's in agreement. None of this makes sense. Glad Spike is here for some charming exposition. He says the Slayer is done with Twilight. The Hell Dimension demons are pouring in. Which all of them don't want to happen. Like, everyone's on team. Let's keep the seed safe. And some demons now are showing up at the Hellmouth, asking for the seed. Demanding the seed, I should say. They're not like, excuse me. (laughs) Are you done with the seed? These are demons that, like, want to take over this world or something. It's, It's so unclear who's on whose team at this point. But there are ancient demons flooding into our dimension. For some reason, they want to 
they want the new Twilight universe, but that seems like the new Twilight universe will be bad for them. So I really don't, I don't, I don't understand what's happening at all no. here. No, 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 no. In this dramatic entrance by these demons, Don gets hurt. Xander's going to get her to safety. The master is impressed with how strong Buffy is now and asks her to help him guard the seed. She's like, nah, I just want to kill you like always. But Willow stops her saying, no, he wants the same thing we want. So he's got to be on the team. Buffy's not super on board and suspects there's something Willow isn't telling them and asks what happened when she fainted. She went to go talk to her demon hottie snake girlfriend again, didn't she? And Giles is like, seems I've missed a great deal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but. uh, Giles had, uh, had his glasses off the whole season. <laughs> Couldn't find shit. That was a funny line, though. Yeah. And then Willow pitches connecting this world to the realm Buffy created with Angel to heal the earth and chase the demons out. Sure, why not? We've done every yeah. possible thing there is to imagine already. Mm -hmm. What's left? Yeah. The master starts randomly beating the shit out of Buffy. I don't know why. Aren't we on the same team? Well, we've, he I think this get is it. just to let us know that like Buffy is weak when she's by the seed. Like her powers are not the same. Sure. She's not a superhero by the seed. Again, what? What? Who? Uh-huh. Okay, sure. Giles is ready to shoot the master, but Willow's like, no, everybody stop. Master, let us help you protect it. She says the seed is Buffy's kryptonite, and she's got to go upstairs where she can do some actual good. So they get the master, Scooby shirt. He's a large. He's on the team now. All the bad people <laughs> are on the good team. I feel like this could have been fun to see the master work with them and like he could just have, you know, mean dialogue the yeah. whole time. But th guys, this lasts for like four more pages. <laughs> he is barely around. So yeah, the seed is Buffy's kryptonite. I don't know what that means. It's suggested later that the seed is subduing her powers, but the master was saying she was stronger than she was before. So like to him, she seems stronger than the last time they met. The only thing I could say is that she's been training for years and probably is stronger. Yeah. Okay. So her regular powers are unaffected. It's just her new powers are affected by the seed. Yes. Okay. I think that is the case. Warren, Amy, and the general break out of something. Were they trapped? I, I don't know. They break out. Um, they kill one of Spike's bugs. No, I think they just, they leave. They're like, we don't want to be part of this battle. Okay. So that's what they do. And this is the bug that's like, maybe like figuring out that Spike's not special. Yeah, yeah. This is where the Amy and Warren are making out. And the general's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Xander takes Dawn to a medical tent where the general is now. He's made it clear he's done with Warren and Amy. He tries to sweet talk Xander to convince him that there's a way to end all this. He's like, oh, I know about your military training. You look like you fit right in with the military, you big, strong boy. I mean, he's just like telling him what he wants to hear. Yeah, I don't understand this because I don't think it like leads to anything. No, he's just saying like his friends already have so much power and now they want this seal too. He doesn't want that, does it? It was planting the seed in my head that like maybe Willow is trying to use the seed to get more powerful. Maybe that I, was the point of this. I thought because there was all this talk about how like someone's going to betray Buffy that she really trusts. And like the emphasis was like, it's probably going to mm. be Willow. And I thought like maybe Xander was because he talks a little bit about how like she might not be able to kill Angel. That's always been like the problem as far as Xander and Buffy are concerned that like she has a soft spot for Angel and will try not to kill him. And that clouds your judgment, right? That's why Xander said Willow says kick his ass as opposed to Willow's trying to do a spell to restore his soul. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool because this is a flaw in Xander and like you can exploit that and he'll be the one that betrays Buffy. But that does someone is, betray Buffy? 
I don't even think one does. I, I, I guess Angel, maybe? I thought we were maybe talking about, like, future Willow. It's, it's just not clear. I don't know. Buffy has gone outside to start fighting more demons. Giles gives her, like, a sentimental pep talk that's not particularly meaningful. He's just like, go get him, girl. There's more to it than that, but I, I, it wasn't worth writing anymore, which is a bummer because of where this goes, actually. Willow's doing some kind of spell on the seed. Buffy and Spike are having a hard time fighting a real big demon when Angel shows up. Uh-oh, he's probably going to be bad, though. He was just under that lion child's spell. And he is. He punches Buffy. Spike's like, Angelus. And Angel hits Spike, too, and says, no, Twilight. No, I, th- I think Spike says Twilight, too. Yeah, I, I can't tell. I'm looking at it. I can't. I it, honestly can't tell. It is unclear. It looks like Buffy said one of them, too. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The, the gist is like, no, it's not Angelus. It's worse. It's Twilight. All right. Last Gleaming, part four. Willow is still doing this spell to wake the seed. I don't know. Spike's like, well, well, Angel, looks like you've finally chosen a side. I don't know. <laughs> just, just go with the voices, guys. <laughs> Angel's like, yep, we're going to take you out into the sun. And Buffy smashes these two apart to save Spike, saying, I liked it better when you guys were kissing. Spike's like, I don't remember telling you we kissed. Wait, does that mean they kissed? So I was confused by that because there's not like a scene in Angel that at least not that I remember that they kissed. No, but there was a flashback episode in Angel where it kind of implied it wouldn't have been that weird if those two had hooked up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's the one where he like bangs Drusilla and is kind of like, take what you want. <laughs> I think that implies that they have kissed. And yeah, he maybe. wonders how Buffy knew about that. I didn't even think about that till just now. Yeah, I hadn't th- I put that together. Well done. I mean, obviously, she, like you said, she's referring to the dream she had earlier in the yes. comics. But yeah. Buffy is narrating all this, saying that the evil version of Angel feels different than any version of Angel she's ever seen. And the fight against the demons still isn't going well. As I said, like every other panel, these last few issues is just like some slayers fighting the demon. Willow's maybe getting a little too connected to the scene. Like she's charging up. This is where I was like, she is like maybe vibing off of the power she's doing with this. Yeah. She ends up on the battlefield talking to the demons, telling them not to attack Mother Earth like that. Meanwhile, Amy and Warren are just like on vacation. I guess they're in hiding. They're talking about maybe getting Willow to help Amy maintain Warren's skin, which Warren doesn't love the idea of because she was the one who removed it. Buffy and Angel are still fighting. They end up where the master is down in the below mouth. I don't know. What is even there? (laughs) Is it a cave? So many temples and shit under Sunnydale. (laughs) Angel says, die now, and just like punches the master through the face. Yeah, just like through his head, just to be clear. Like his head is gone now, and he just. Yeah, hand dusts. comes out the back. Yeah. So there, there's just so little happened with the master. It's like it, literally nothing. Like, yeah. We, we had the whole speech about, you know, teaming up with them because we've got like aligned interests, and then he just dies to one punch from Angel. It's the same punch he learned from his first non dog son <laughs> that he used on Jasmine. Oh, yeah. Well,. The master might be back. It doesn't seem like there's a way to keep him dead. It's true. Giles is trying to bring the scythe to Buffy. I'm not sure where it was, but he went and got it. Probably on the he ship, gets it I from guess. Faith, and this is a lie. I oh, don't yeah. think he wants to give it to Buffy. I think he wants to use it to destroy the seed. It is actually the totem that can destroy the seed. I think uh, he put that together at some point. There's like an earlier panel where he like he's talking about something, and you kind of just see a picture of the scythe. Mm. So I think he's put together that this will destroy the seed. Well, he comes across Xander, who's just, like, hiding in a tunnel. 
he was like, what are you doing here? And Xander's like, uh, but, but I don't really know what he was doing there. That doesn't really pay off either. So Angel and Buffy's power, we've set up, fade in proximity to the seed. But the seed fuels the scythe, which is something we all knew. I mean, if it's for all magic, that would make sense, I guess. I guess. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that it, it does. They're making up these rules as they go. That's okay. Giles wants to go in there and end this himself because it's Angel and him and Xander are together now. And they agree that Buffy might hesitate, even though she has proven that she can't kill Angel at this point. But Xander's like, no, don't go be a hero right now. You can't get between those two. But Giles is like, that's exactly where she needs me. And he goes in and Angel immediately intercepts Giles and uh, Giles goes the way of Jenny Calendar. Yeah. Next snap, he's dead. It's yeah. There's so much to to discuss here. Let, let's take a couple steps back. The, the thing with Xander is weird. Why is he there? Like it's suggested that he's maybe trying to do something, maybe betrayal, maybe something else. But like, we're like too scared. Yeah, maybe he was gonna betray. Actually, I bet that's it. Or he was gonna ruin the seed or something. It was just not clear why he's there. And we don't get exposition as to what's happening. Giles is just, it's for someone to have, for Giles to have a conversation with. But it's clear that Xander's there for some reason, inspired by the military guy. But also, Giles is dead. That's, yeah. he's dead. It's sad. But is it, they don't really talk about it that much. Buffy kind of mentions it once in a later issue. They don't give it that much weight. Like I said, the last moment where he speaks to Buffy is like kind of nice, but it isn't like, uh, this is the last time we're going to see each other conversation. But maybe that would be too foreshadowing that he was going to die if that felt too heavy-handed. Yeah, maybe. It would have been nice to just get more Giles this season. It's Because his death just seems so unimpactful because we didn't have that big speech like you're suggesting. Or any storyline really with Giles as like a heavy character. It did feel like they should kill someone. And yeah. I, he's a good one, but that, I don't know. A little more weight would have been good. Take all the master shit out and use that time to spend on Giles. Yeah, did the egg need a protector? It really did not. No. I did like this next panel, though, or this next series of events. Buffy loses her shit when she sees that Giles is dead, grabs the scythe, and just decides to break the seed to stop this. Yeah. She does, and it, like, immediately destroys all connections to magic. Yeah, it stops Angel, sucks the demons back to hell, makes Willow come crashing to the ground, which should have killed her. I don't like that the demons are getting sucked back to hell. I think they should just be trapped here and not be able to go anywhere. But also, Warren just becomes a puddle on the ground. Yeah, he just implodes because he was only being held together by magic. Yeah. And it ends with Xander coming in where the egg was to check on Buffy. And we see that the scythe is broken. All right. One more issue. Last gleaming. Part five. The world is magicless. Buffy is just Rachel Green now. She's a waitress at a coffee shop in San Francisco. With a waitress voice like you did earlier or a different voice? Just, uh, uh, she sounds a little like, uh, hey, everybody, welcome to the coffee shop. It's really annoying. She gets not good tips. That wasn't true. Mm, Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) We should say that this episode starts or this comic starts with uh, a callback to the first comic of the season where it's like a picture of the world and it says the trouble with changing the world is dot, dot, dot. That's exactly how it started. Mm Mm-hmm. It was about Buffy changing the world, and they had this similar shot. Buffy's hair is horrifying. Is it? I didn't really clock it. You didn't? It It's awful. Oh, I guess it doesn't bother me. I feel like you'd like it if it was real. Okay. I'm not sure why they're in San Francisco. They don't really say, but that's like where Kennedy is, too, because the next part is 
Buffy comforting Kennedy because Willow dumped her after losing all of her powers because Willow, we've learned, doesn't really value herself when she's just a regular person. They make it clear that any Slayers that were already Slayers are still Slayers. Like, their powers didn't go away. Yeah. There just won't be any new ones. But, like, witches are done. There's no way to have magic. Willow is super annoyed at Buffy that she did this. She thinks that the world is ultimately going to be worse because there's no magic. She says that the world's, like, lost its heart, whatever that means. It's still got Xander. He's the heart. <laughs> yeah. But she earlier, that snake woman she's in love with, what she alludes to here is maybe one of the reasons she left Kennedy is that she's into this snake lady. Yeah. Who she can never see again. I mean, she's, like, looking at a picture of her later. I, what? Like, you think you're going to be with her and, like, grow old together? The snake lady? But the snake lady also said in the previous issue that there's things in this world that are magic that the world doesn't know it needs. So, like, she suggested that it wouldn't be all good if magic was all gone. Yeah, so maybe Willow's just kind of saying some bullshit to Buffy. Because I don't know that she actually wanted to be with this woman, but, like, it's just, like, bummed that she doesn't have that connection anymore. I really don't know. It's it's very confusing and unclear. Also, I just don't – I still don't understand really what the seed did, like, why some people can still use magic – but like other magic gets sucked out. Okay, whatever. Buffy's like, well, sorry, Willow. The alternative was the world being destroyed. So yeah. I made a choice. Buffy's been having bad dreams about Giles dying and how that all went down at the end of the last issue. She's living with Xander and Dawn, which is maybe weird. It's very weird. Well, they're living that life they talked about in the previous comic where they're going to try to be just normal people. He's got a yeah. normal construction job. I Dawn's don't know what Dawn does. Go back to school, I think. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they say that Dawn has abandoned the fight and has gone back to school since, like, she hasn't been super helpful since she was a giant anyway. Yeah. But he's like, whatever happened to Megadon? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we're going to see Megadon again. <laughs> I hope so. But it also seems like there isn't too much to fight anymore anyway, except a few vampires. We find out that Harmony's show got canceled and she's on Dancing with the Stars, which is kind of funny since Allison Hannigan was yeah. just on Dancing with yeah. the Stars. And we also find out that Spike watches Dancing with the Stars and did not appreciate Harmony as a contestant. There's fun details. Spike loves TV. The general is on the phone with his wife. His work is done. The Slayers aren't a big deal anymore. But then he's about to leave and he gets shot in the head by Simone. Remember that mean Slayer with guns in Rome? Yeah, I remember. We met her. Italy? She was somewhere in Italy. Buffy and Faith are at Giles' will reading. And Giles has apparently left all of his money, belongings, and property and horses to Faith? Faith is confused. Buffy's understandably annoyed. You get horses? She says. That is funny that they acknowledge that he has horses. Mm -hmm. But Giles did leave Buffy one book, which for the eagle-eyed viewers, anyone that's reading the comics honestly probably will recognize the book. It's the vampire book that Giles first takes out in season one, episode one, when Buffy shows up. He like takes that book out and is like, this is the one you're looking for. And she's like, no, 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 no. So I think that's cool because it's a little bit of an emotional connection to like them first meeting. So it's like a memento. But also I suspect this book has got stuff in it that we'll see in the next season. Yeah, which maybe will help with the whole Giles is dead. They didn't make a big deal out of a thing. Yeah. Maybe there's a check for a million dollars inside or like a heartfelt note to Buffy. I hope it's not instructions on how to care for horses because Faith's going to need that. <laughs> yeah, Faith suspects that he left her all the material stuff because he thought she would need it more than Buffy. Yeah, like Buffy's more self-sufficient. Yeah, I mean, Buffy's freaking sleeping on her sister's couch right now. Whatever. 
but also I we've talked about this. I'm I won't go on this at length, but like Buffy could easily get a job that she's not a waitress. She's so strong. There's so many jobs where if you were like super strong, they'd be like, great. Also, yeah. like construction jobs. I know they like justified why she couldn't do construction, but that was bullshit. If she could show up at construction sites, like, yeah, I'm pretty much invulnerable, so we don't have to worry about me like falling and hitting my head. Also, I can lift like a million pounds. Like, they're gonna be great. You can replace five workers. Awesome. She could be a hard hat. Yeah. Although we think that Buffy's like super superpowers are gone because they say that angels are gone. Yes. So it's not made crystal clear, but I suspect she's just back to Buffy powers. Yeah. Faith also suggests that Giles leaving the book means that Buffy is like the only slayer like to Giles. Like she always was like the true slayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's about her. Her name's in the show. That's what Giles said in the will. It was a little weird. But Buffy says that if that's true, then she really did fail. Because she was trying to create a bunch of slayers. Faith is also in charge of rehabilitating Angel, which is cool, I think. I actually like this. So Angel is just like in this room at Faith's or Giles' old apartment, just so sad and upset because obviously he caused all this. And he's like a broken person. And Faith is like all my experience like helping these other slayers or like my training to do that's going to pay off because I'm going to try to fix Angel. And it seems like pretty much everyone wants to kill Angel for what he did. But she's like, I'm all about forgiveness, which is cool because she Peter and Angel her. have had a great, like, forgiving relationship since Buffy, really. Aren't there comics about them? Yeah, I think that's the next season. Mm. I wasn't sure if that was, like, a separate thing. It's either next season or the one after that. There's, like, two sets of comics that are, like, separate storylines, but then they come together. Mm. Spike climbs up Buffy's fire escape. She can't invite him in because it's not her house. He tells her that there are rumblings that someone is coming for her. He doesn't know who yet. And then he gives her a little Spike pep talk saying that she was faced with a tough choice like she always is. And ultimately she saved her people. Put a scythe in anyone else's hands and they would have freaked out not knowing what to do. Buffy's like, I broke the scythe. He's like, yeah, I didn't really get what that thing was. <laughs> Which is funny because nobody does. We're all yeah, like, wait, so what? funny. Buffy decides to go out patrolling because she thinks she hears Xander and Dawn fucking, but it, it's just Dawn pretending that they are? Like Xander was in the shower? I think Dawn wants to get Buffy out of the house to like start patrolling to like get her, you know, mm. back out there again. Well, she's enjoying her night out when she comes across a bunch of mean girls who don't like that she ruined magic for everybody. When you say mean girls, they're they're slayers who yeah, they're, do not call themselves slayers. They're not just some mean girls. Yes, they are ex-slayers who don't call themselves that. They've set up that that's a thing, that there's slayers out there that don't like that name anymore. And I'm confused because Buffy's like, I'm not going to fight you guys. But she literally just kicked one of them in the face. Like, she did Well, they attack her. She's like, I'm yeah. not going to fight you guys. And then they attack her. And so she, like, beats them up and is like, all right, I'm walking away now. Buffy's like, yeah, you shouldn't let these other girls do this kind of banter with me until they've trained. Kind of like, you're not ready to be snarky yet. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then she kicks their asses. Yeah. And then she leaves to like go kill vampires because that's what she does. Then we get like a series of images that I think are maybe setting up what's going to happen next season. We have a picture of Willow looking at a book where that snake lady is reading. We get that little Tinkerbell woman that we saw once who was like friends with the forest creatures. She's probably like, there's no more slime sex in the sewers after <laughs> the she, like, seed. she doing shit to someone's ears? Maybe. I just remember there was the blobs that they worked with. Yep. Then we also see Simone with like two people crossed out 
Like she's killed them. One of them's a general. I can't recognize the other one. And then Buffy's picture's next. And it's like, oh, she's yeah. gonna try to kill Buffy. And then, then there's some just that's bad. Weird that you just said that. What? That's the text that's written on the next panel. Oh, yeah. And then some. <laughs> yeah. And then some guy that we don't know, but he looks like he's not nice. Buffy then hears someone in an alley yelling for help, and she starts to go towards it to save whoever's there. And she says the trouble with changing the world is you don't. But then we get to the next panel. She says, not all at once. You just inch it forward a bit at time and watch it flip back like that Greek guy with the rock, which I thought was kind of cool. And we see her diving in to kill this vampire. And she's like, it's all about hope. So let's go to work. The so let's go to work is an important line. That's all I can say right now without any spoilers. Oh, for what? For Angel? Yes. Interesting. But it looks like Dawn's plans work because Buffy's like, I'm back to being a slayer. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the season. However, <laughs> then the comic has like a little note from Joss that's essentially like, yeah, hey guys, um, we tried some stuff. It was weird. We got a lot of letters that it was a lot. We're going to scale it back a little in season nine. We tried to kind of fix things and make Buffy go back to just killing vampires a little bit. He was like, I really wanted to try some epic stuff now that I had like an infinite budget, essentially, since it's just all drawn. Got to make my porno. <laughs> There's so much. It, well, he also is like, oh, I was in this weird place because I wrote Frey years ago thinking like this is so far in the future. It won't matter. But then when I made Buffy like activate all the Slayers, I was always like, how does that work with the Frey storyline? And so he's like, I was trying to figure out a way to make that all make sense. However, what we have set up right now doesn't make sense with that future. For one, Willow doesn't have magic, but she has magic in that future. So obviously more story can happen. But right now she might find a way to get it. Right, but as of right now, that future can't happen until Willow gets that magic. Secondly, Buffy broke the scythe, and Frey has the scythe in the future. So, again, it can maybe get fixed next season, but it right as of right now, that future does not seem to be happening. Doesn't Buffy say she's found a way to stop that future from happening, though? It was unclear because then the future didn't just disappear. Remember, they were like, oh, we're still here. Finally, the scythe broke in the previous comic, but it looks like... And she's got it on the cover, and it looks like it's broken in a different way. Hmm. It's just like some weird art. I don't know why they would do it that way. Is it a different style of art? Sometimes different artists do Yeah, that. but it's just it was broken in half, and here it's just like beat up. Anyway, what did we think about this season? I don't know. It was um, enjoyable. It was very funny. They captured the characters' voices really well. It was fun to have all these people pop in, for the most part, except the master. But honestly, it became kind of a chore to finish this last chunk. Mm-hmm. It, it was just so much that it was hard to really follow what was happening. Once Buffy became like Superwoman, there'd be so much happening on the page that sometimes you're like, I can't even really tell what's happening right now. And I visually, I can't really comprehend what's happening. But also the dialogue, like I don't know plot wise really what's happening right now. There were one or two like just visual things. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Or like, it needs another panel to explain how we got from that to that. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, but like it's, it also seemed like this season, well, let's talk about the good. There, there is quite a bit that was good. There was a quite a bit that I liked. We've said the humor is good throughout. Like they really capture the characters. And honestly, they find a way to make Xander more charming than he was previously without like really altering his character too much. Yeah, true. They gave Dawn a funny voice, which I liked. It was like, oh, cool. She's funny. And they also gave her stuff to do. Like she had like a little data pad. They give a lot of people funny voices, in my opinion. 
Is this based just on the literal voices you do? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Dawn doesn't have much to do, but she is written in a funny way. Yeah, it's just so much better than she was in the show, quite honestly. But a lot of times it's clear that they are just doing stuff to get some issues sold. Like Buffy being gay for like one issue was like, okay, maybe that's what would happen. But it feels a little bit like you're just trying to sell that comic book or like be controversial. Again, I don't care if Buffy's gay, but that's just since we abandoned that plot line after it happened once, it's like, nah, it seems like you didn't need to do it then. Yeah. Similarly, like bringing back old characters is fun, but like they didn't justify it. Warren, why is he back? He... They say he didn't die, but he had to have died for the first to impersonate him. So please justify that. Yeah, him and Amy ultimately didn't add too much. I didn't mind them working with Angel. That was kind of interesting. But like Riley's double agent stuff didn't matter at all. Angel doesn't know Amy and Warren either, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. he might know Amy, maybe. But then also bringing back Whistler was kind of cool, but it would have been more to like nice to see more of him. And then the master bringing back, it was just like, yeah, you just, he's, there's, there was no reason to bring the master back. There was just wasn't. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. But um, I would still, like, recommend, I don't know. It's fun to have more Buffy. And the characters are still delightful to, to watch. That's all true. I actually don't love Willow. Cause, like, she's just doing too much. and It's not that interesting. It's just all kind of the same. It's like, oh, she's always doing some kind of spell. She's very powerful. Like, I don't know. It's not like... She doesn't have a lot of her own arcs. Mm -hmm. I feel like they focus more on like Xander's goings on and Willow's just sort of this like all magical friend that helps them out. Mm -hmm. I think. I can't really remember loving her storylines a ton. She's funny too though. Like she's written like herself at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I would recommend if you can get your hands on it, it, it is fun to dip back in this universe. They capture the voice as well. It is very funny. But, like, the plot is just fucking bonkers, and I don't know that it really makes any kind of sense. It's it, At the very least, it's very difficult to follow. And I know we've told you a lot of the plots, so you may be like, why would I read it? But we haven't, like, gone through, like, every joke and every moment. So right. I think you'd still have some surprises. And it, it's drawn well. It's kind of fun to look at. Yeah, I have to agree. Any last thoughts, Brian? No, I mean, I'm definitely going to read uh, the next season. I've heard, and Joss's letter led us to believe that the <laughs> next season is going to be a little bit... Easier to follow and more grounded. And I've heard that it's actually pretty good. So I'm interested to see what happens in the next season. And we will do a podcast on it. However, it will be like just one podcast and we maybe won't dive in as detailed. We'll see. Yeah. Because it'll just be one podcast. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think it was smart to divide it up how we did because we were going to do like one season of these per a year in the life. But these were like a lot more dense than we thought. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely want to read the rest. I want to know all the Buffy stories. Yeah. At least as long as it's like this main character universe. Mm -hmm. So next week, we will be discussing Gilmore Girls as a whole, how A Year in the Life ties into the original show. And we'll finally give you that info you need about what we're going to be doing next. Yes, we think we know. We're just going to like sort of make some plans and finalize what exactly what we're going to be doing. But I, I think in the next episode, yeah, we can reveal what we're going to be doing after this. And it's mostly going to be voice work. It's just Stacy mm -hmm. doing voices for characters. Yep, yep. But yeah, if you want to hear who Brian thinks Roy should ultimately end up with, which I guess we maybe left people hanging with. I think you said something like, and I got more to say on that 
in the end of the episode and you never went back to it. So we're going to try to remember what that was. I feel maybe it was something you edited out when I actually <laughs> said. Like, I, it like could I, be. You kept in what I said, but like you didn't keep in like me being like, this is what I was talking about earlier. It's possible. That episode was getting long and we had a whole chunk about like who Brian thinks Rory should end up with. But it, it wasn't like a complete thought. I got more to say about that. We were like, let's just talk about this in a different episode where we can like dedicate more time mm-hmm. to just Gilmore Girls as a whole. Like I said, I don't think we need to do that with this Buffy season eight since there's more to come. But maybe we'll do it when all the comics are done. In the meantime, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the fourth part of Buffy season eight or just all of it. Did you understand the plot? What did we miss? What did we not understand? What about it was just very good that you loved? Yeah. Was there something where you're like, come on, you guys, how did you not understand what this giant glowing red egg seed thing is? That the dog eagle glowing son of angel wants. (laughs) (laughs) What jobs do you think Buffy could have besides being a waitress? Why do you think Willow broke up with Kennedy for real? What's going to be in that book? Don't tell us if you know. You think the master's coming back? I hope so. How did you feel about Giles' death? Let us know. You can reach out by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Gilmore Slayer, where we post interactive questions, comedy sketches based on episodes, and more. Or send us an email at brianandstacyreviews at gmail.com. That's Brian with a Y and Stacy with an E-Y. You should have like made a that song? a song years ago. <laughs> For more bonus content, find us on Patreon. I can't. I'm not a good singer. That's patreon.com forward slash Brian and Stacy, where we post weekly video recaps of the show Angel, host monthly live stream watch parties at Buffy and Gilmore Girls, post monthly podcast outtakes, and share early extended episode previews. And shout out to our new Patreon subscriber, SB. Thank you. For more Brian and Stacy content, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel called Brian and Stacy. If you want to support our content, you can do so by making a donation of your choosing via the link found at the bottom of our episode description or in our social media bios. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming podcast. Do you want to try that thing Angel and Buffy did? Do we have a mountain nearby? <laughs> no, but we could fly to one. Let's fly to one. I'm down. I'm gonna we do just it. have to believe and make ourselves the universe. Do it again. I don't want to, Brian. <laughs> It's because you got old all of a sudden. I hope you're all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good one. Bye.